Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 1984's The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, do me a solid favor, pause this, go check it out, and come back and join the conversation. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold45Podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are out there. Today, Cold45 is powered by Diet Coke. And as always, we're powered by you, the listeners, the fans, everybody on our Podbean, and especially to all our Patreons out there. Without you guys, we wouldn't be shit. This is Aubrey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You are now listening to Call 45, the only Call movie podcast that puts it on your chest. So sit back, relax, pour up, and turn up. Yeah! Welcome everybody to a fucking insane edition of Code 45. I'm your host, Beating Down. Today I'm joined by, as always, Crazy Monkey Boy. <laughs> it is me, John Yardagdag, Savage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a, oh shit, I'm so sorry. I gotta give a special shout out to our Patreon, Paul Cerna, because this is his episode. This is dedicated to him. He's the one that chose our Patreon pick for this month, and that is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Dude, thank you so much for this one, cause uh, bro, I've never seen this movie before. I hate to admit it. I feel like I've seen the first five minutes, and then that was it. Like, I literally remember seeing just the first five minutes, and my brain completely blanked on the rest. I remember seeing the end credits as a kid on uh, HBO, and like I never got around mm. to seeing the game. I was like, you know, I, I see Buckaroo Banzai, I get excited. I'm like, that sounds like something crazy. Like I want to see. I don't think my six-year-old brain would have been ready for this fucking movie if I saw this as a child at no, all. No, I don't think so either. It's so weird. I'm excited to talk about this for several reasons, okay. but um, let's let's just get into it, yeah? At first, my brain immediately, when it sees text in the movie, I'm already disappointed. So much to explain. <laughs> this fucking text crawl has like 17 movies worth of like information in it. Randy, there's so much because like it's talking about um how he's a neurosurgeon. Buck Rubens, I'm talking about. He's a, a bored neurosurgeon. Yeah, a bored neurosurgeon. Um, I put in quotes. He roamed the planet studying martial arts and particle physics. God mm-hmm. damn! So much. He has a band called the Hong Kong Cavaliers. This is a uh, uh, uh apparently a half Asian half. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because it's Peter Weller. Asian wear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's the eighties, guys. So like we're supposed to be half uh, half Asian, half American. You know that's where the buckaroo and the bonsai comes from. And like uh, he's, I had to figure out like what the fuck is this? Because technically he's Doc Savage. If anyone's uh, yeah, familiar. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's Doctor. I was thinking it was Doctor Strange. It's like it's Doctor Strange about magic powers. More so Doc, Doc Savage as far as like Renaissance man, hero extraordinaire. Like this dude is Buckaroo Banzai is like he literally pisses excellence. Like his shit does not stink. His shit smells like fresh cinnamon rolls. Like he's the best of the like best. Like if if Rick is on one end of the spectrum, Buckaroo Banzai is on the opposite end. The oh same amount God, of Yeah. He's the anti-Rick Sanchez. Oh my God. He's like the yeah, if there was, a, he's non toxic. No, if if non toxic Morty was Rick, right? Jesus, that's, but like nicer. Wow, that's crazy. Nicer. Oh my god, dude. So like, look, 
there's a lot. Okay, first of all, there's a lot, guys. Okay, I don't know if we can fully articulate this move, even though we are like a full breakdown podcast. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think we can do this because like I was the only reason I got frustrated with this movie was trying to take notes because it was so much being thrown at me. <laughs> I literally had to stop every five minutes to catch up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I had to stop. Okay, what did I just see? What? Type, 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 type. Okay, I'm caught up. Turn it on. Okay, what the? F- okay, top. Type, 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 type. Like literally yeah, yeah, every yeah. five minutes until I got to a point where it's like I'm just gonna watch. And then I'm just going to see how much I remember. Because I got to a point where I was like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done trying to catch up with you. Yeah. It, 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 weird. It, it was fucking with my movie experience. I can't lie. It was, it, I was getting hit with so much. But, um, all right. Also, there's a lot of Cisco science in this movie. And I'm just like, I'm going to ignore this and move on. You know what, though? <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Because um, it, I had to mull this. I'm glad I saw it earlier in the week. Where I can like mull it over a little bit, but like I, I, I definitely need to. I'm going to watch it like another two times, just fucking because. But we'll get to it. So whatever. There's a launch happening. There's a, there's a truck that has been fucking retrofitted. Basically, it's a Ford Ranger. What whatever Lego on top. No, whatever whatever Lego car you made as a child. That's what this is. Yeah, that's exactly what it's it is. like. A, it's like somebody's camper with like. Uh, an artillery gun on top that like had it like oh and, like somebody tried to put two air conditioning units inside of a art or like a truck camper on the side and then just paint the whole thing black that's what it was yeah it, it looks cool for the 80s it looks it looks dope like right I, i'm not i'm not mad at the truck but um we have a uh, two of the uh, hong kong cavaliers which is his uh, amazing band of crime fighting actual band mm-hmm. it's a lot espionage warriors whatever the, basically 80s avengers so we have they two are. guys yeah we, we have two guys uh reno nevada which is a was an older latino looking gentleman i don't know and then uh perf- from somewhere not of, not of america right and perfect tommy who looks like guy pierce's father is it not guy pierce i thought it was guy pierce for like the whole fucking it movie it is not guy pierce and guy pierce looks- just changed his name because he's immortal and it's Guy Pierce, dude. That dude looks like fucking Guy Pierce. I, it was I, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce has the Dorian Gray painting, and he got to like 1996. And he's like, "Fuck, I've been around for over 40 years now. I need a change." And like Lewis, because the guy's real name is like what Lewis something or other, and yeah. he just fucking fell off the planet, never be never to be seen of from like Lewis Smith. That's a fucking made up name. Lewis Smith. Lewis Smith is Guy Pierce. Lewis Smith is Guy Pierce. Lewis yeah, Smith fucking died in 1996, and Guy Pierce was born again at the ripe old age of 25. <laughs> we gotta look for baby pictures of Guy Pierce. We Where's the baby pictures of Guy Pierce? We gotta crack the code, dude. I cannot stop it's him. Him and the frogs are trying to turn everyone gay. <laughs> so look, we cut over because, like, because you know, everyone's waiting for Buckaroo Banzai, right? Like, where is he? Where's he at? This motherfucker's doing motherfucking brain surgery with. Your boy Jeff Goddamn Goldblum playing um his nickname is New Jersey uh but it's Glenn right yeah so Jeff Goldblum is full like what what what, what took me blooming it out bro yeah what what took what took me back because like his first line of dialogue is like pure unadulterated cocaine like like stick a knife in it and test it if it's pure Goldblum happening I'm like this this is like like 2019 Jeff Goldblum 
back then. He's so he hasn't changed in like no, dude. Thirty they, years. They just let him. They, they just let him be unshackled in this movie. And like, what's yeah. what blows my mind is like what could have been because like he chose to do this movie, this movie, instead of being Egon, bro, for Ghostbusters. I did not know that. What? Jeff Goldblum could have been Egon, bro. It's such a weird movie. That would have been the great. <laughs> like Ghostbusters is already god tier, but could you imagine? The sequels Jeez. would have been amazing. The sequels would have never been trash. <laughs> it's impossible. But then again, he would have been banging bitches every other. Pussy oh, yeah, yeah, it'd have been too many children just walking around like just yeah. <laughs> mesmerizing people. Because like, like Goldblum just takes his like jumper off and like has this like the fly six pack going on and. And like Janine and fucking Dana are just like, well, I guess he can help us. I'm sure he can. <laughs> it's just amazing how like uh, the, the character in New Jersey talk like rambling like an idiot, but still sounds like the smartest person in the entire room. Like it's amazing. Yeah. So then we get our boy Rawhide, big old strapping country dude. But that's our boy Clancy Goddamn Brown, a.k.a. Mr. Krabs. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. This is serious. I know. A.K.A. Lex Luthor. From the animated series. Bro. Fucking Gorilla Grodd in The Flash. Ah, uh, wow. Is he? Yeah. And he was um the one that really pissed off Frank Castle in the uh, Punisher thing. Yep. Good for you, Clancy. But, um... During the brain surgery, Buckaroo asks uh, uh, Glenn if he wants to join... Or New Jersey, if he wants to join his band, he's like, uh, "What? He's like, can you sing? He's like, I, I can carry a tune, I guess. <laughs> a little. I, I can dance. I can dance for sure." So, it's like, like what? So it doesn't matter, guys. There's no time. It's launch time. Yeah. Okay. So we get we're moving. The, we're moving. We get to the super tricked out truck, and like, <laughs> what I love, <laughs> it's Peter Weller, guys. But we don't see his face yet. But what I love about this guy is like, whenever the 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 Japanese half kicks in, it's only for like cool motifs and cool moments and just throw away Japanese dialogue. It's just hilarious. So like he's wearing like a full ninja mask, which is dope. And then he puts on a bandana. He looks like a foot soldier. Like a right. foot a, a foot clan soldier. But um what's funny is like the kanji actually makes no sense. Just like eighties T shirts back in the day. <laughs> but like it was supposed to kinda of say like beautiful life, but it didn't really like it doesn't really say it, it means gibberish. Yeah. But um he starts it's, driving this motherfucker. Beef with broccoli, that's all it says. <laughs> No MSG. <laughs> so he takes this crazy ass truck and he goes, dude. It's fast as fuck. Like he's going like the speed. He's breaking the sound barrier. He's mm-hmm. fucking flying down the goddamn des- desert, right? But then he drives off course. Everyone's freaking out except for the Hong Kong goddamn Cavaliers because they know what he's about to do. And like there was this little doohickey he has, the, his, his MacGuffin. Yep. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Oh, it's like the the super thruster or some shit. Yeah, the overriding uh, overriding oscillator. I was like, okay, right, 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 right. But they keep calling, but they called it something else too. They also called it like a super thruster, whatever. Yeah, I remember the thruster thing because of later. So oh, he, yeah. <laughs> so he's flying, he's flying down, and he's like headed towards this fucking mountain, right? And he shoots this beam, and he flies directly into the mountain, and he goes into another goddamn dimension. And I'm like, what the fuck is going like, The movie just started. What is happening, dude? And we're seeing all kinds of crazy-ass visual shit. And I, I, I just, I don't know what's happening. And then he gets through the other side of the mountain. Everyone is like on his dick because he's his buckaroo goddamn bounce out. He's a shit. There's, there's nothing you can say to this guy. He's a shit. It's amazing. So he gets out of the truck, right? 
and everybody's like, Mr. Control, you, uh, we have some weird electrostatic shit going on. Can you check the truck? So he's looking. He has like some space jism on the windshield because he hit he hit a person, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he hit a demon baby or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah, it's like a weird like nugget. It's like a it's like a like a poplar. If you ever seen Futurama, like a a poplar nugget type thing that was underneath. It was his- like a hairless critter. Yeah, dude. Ugh, God, it just looked gross, but it was on a ball. And, and I never played it in anything, which I, I just remember. Anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. So we cut to our boy, goddamn John Lefkow, fucking legend. And like, I'm trying so hard not to like, you know, skew my scores because you already have like guys I fucking love in this movie, all right? Mm. But John Lithgow, false, gross ass prosthetic teeth and a hilarious, hilarious accent. His, uh, his character name is Emilio Lazardo. He's Italian, right? He's Italian. He's Italian. What's crazy is a uh, shout out to John Lithgow because he's a super cool dude. Because he uh, he actually um, he had a tailor that was tailoring his suits, and um, his tailor was Italian, and he was the one he was the main one like talking to him and shit. And John Lithgow had the idea to just make up the you know just to kind of like take from that guy's accent and make that character have an accent that was never planned. He actually, okay, he actually came that to, makes sense. He actually came that... to the director. He's like, hey, I got this. Like, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, I like it. Cool. He said, all right, well, can you do me a favor? Can can we give the guy, my tailor, a uh, a, a credit? So like in the credits, he's uh they, they put the tailor as his uh, linguistics coach. I thought that was super fucking cool. Like that's that's that a, nice. That's a that's nice, nice thing. Nice. John Lithgow's a shit. His teeth are disgusting though. But he's fucking like he's in this mental institution, right? Right. And uh, he's watching Buckaroo on TV and he's pissed because uh, he realized the super old Asian dude that was in the Mission Control thing is his old partner, Hikita. And he's like, that motherfucker figured it out. So he's pissed and shit, right? So he's like scrambling to get all this shit together. And we get like, I feel like he used the device to show us our <laughs> his flashback. Because <laughs> like, what was the point of that, that tongue thingy? I thought it was to just like recall a memory. That's like, like that was expo- the, is, is, is it was an exposition machine. machine. It was literally just to like tie himself in so that he could remember so that we could see. And I was like, okay, well, I get you. And then never comes back and it has nothing else to do with this. And I'm like, these aliens are like bound by electricity or some on certain levels. Like it's like they communicate through electricity. So like that's like a thing for them. Cause they're and they're called lectoids. The I'm jumping ahead, guys, but whatever. Follow us. Follow us. So we cut to nineteen thirty eight and I was like, why is not why 1938? Like, isn't this based in the 80s? Like, how far? God damn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it's, it's Lazardo and Hikita, and they're having a good old time, like old-timey H.G. Wells-looking-ass machine and shit, and they're, they're trying to get shit together, right? It's the same fucking mad scientist trope where it's like, I got to try out the machine myself. It's going to happen, guys. And he's going to – the plan is to have a, a beam that's going to – disassociate the particles inside of the wall so that way he can actually phase through solid matter so he's going to throw himself through a solid brick wall while the machine's going and phase through it to the other side without killing himself a lot of things can go wrong here <laughs> oh my god and see what's so funny is uh hikita i guess because it's 1938 no one no one listens to the, to the asian man <laughs> no because so, the asian man's sitting there looking at his notes going oh shit that ain't right yeah, and it's like <laughs> And it's like, okay, hitting the button. No, I'm not ready. Yeah, dude, so I'm not ready yet. And like the, um, you know, because we, we got to see what, what, what it looks like when it works properly when Buckaroo gets in and does it. But when we see our boy Lazardo, like the beam is like all over the place. It's not even like fixed into one um, se- uh, section. 
No. So he fucking drives this H.G. Well looking ass machine, not even going fast, and he winds up getting crash dummied into the fucking wall. But like only half of his ass goes in there, like face first. Right. And like what's what's really messed up is your boy Hakita was able to see what your boy Lazardo was seeing, and it was a goddamn alien gangbang happening <laughs> to this dude's face. Like he was in trouble. They <laughs> used his mouth. Like a truck stop glory hole. And it was disgusting. It was rough. They were in there, bro. So much, in fact, that he d- drove him insane after he, like, after they yanked him out of that glory hole and the wall went back to being a solid, pe- solid matter. And it's like, he just did, ah! and then ran off screaming in the distance. But then, like, right before he leaves, he opens the door and looks back. Like, he's like, if he had a cape, that's what it would have been. He's like, he caped up. <laughs> And looked behind him and went, and then ran off into the forest. And his hair was a different color. Like he went through some shit. He went through he went a through year's shit. worth of shit in 30 seconds. Like a year's worth of throat gangbang. Like yeah, everyone yeah. took a turn. Yeah, just bad prison oh, in seconds. Like, oh, it was bad. All the they used to seem like a cheap porn star. Oh, Jesus. So... <laughs> So um, at first I thought you know Lazardo was in a, a, his own apartment or something. I love I love I love the, the kind of the wide reveal that he's actually in a mental institution, right? Right. And we see a cameo from our boy Mike from Breaking Bad. That's where I know this motherfucker from. I was like, I've seen this haircut, I've seen this face. <laughs> the guy's had the same haircut for the last eighty years. Yep, just less hair. <laughs> But um, it's less yeah. air. So like he's like you know kind of giving him shit, right? Like oh okay, you fucking psychopath, like whatever, dude. We cut back to Buckaroo, who's about to get on stage and perform. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> God, I didn't. I don't care what kind of mountain you ran through in Texas. This is New Jersey, and I want good music from you guys. And I was like, okay, I don't know okay. how we did this. We went to New Jersey in less than six hours, but hey, man. A rocket car, I guess. Yeah. It don't matter, bro. They're the Hong Kong goddamn Cavaliers. And they get to jamming, bro. They're getting it in. It's good old white rock at its best. <laughs> it's just, but, like, hey, props to Buckaroo. He comes on that with that nasty solo on the guitar, right, getting it in. Then pulls right. out, like, a snub-nosed trumpet. <laughs> yeah. But this is what he fucks can, me. He's a renaissance man. He's a scientist. He can play multiple instruments. He can sense sadness in the room of a hundred people. Can we talk about that? Because like, all right, out of nowhere, like, because he's like building up, like, like the whole. I mean, the whole room is like yeah. losing it. Like the the house is rocking, if you will. And he's just like, hold on, everybody, hold on. Oh, uh, stop, 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 stop. Is some is someone not having a good time out there? <laughs> is somebody? Can anyone hear that? Is someone crying out there? How the fuck? That's miss, how, that's how it is. Miss, are you crying? <laughs> no. Can we shine a spotlight on her face, please? <laughs> yeah. Can we? Let's point her out from we... all these hundreds of people and make sure we focus just on her. Can, can, can I give props to the crowd for not giving a fuck? Cause that's really how it will go down. And then he's like, "Hey, everybody, be nice." Hey. Yeah. Don't be mean. Don't be. We mean, don't have guys. to be mean. We get. We're all. We're all human beings here. And like I'm sitting here like what the fuck? No, no I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was the perfect part because me and Perfect Tommy had the same question. Like, okay, this is weird. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I put it in the notes like the band is like, what the fuck is going on? Like the band is just so confused. 
But we hear it, it, it's Penny Pretty, right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, she is still hot. Like yeah, I was now. like, holy shit! I saw her in Ocean's Thirteen, yeah. and I would still hit that. Yeah, g- good on her because she, uh, she, whatever she did, keep doing it. I don't know if she's whoever just... she sacrificed, well worth it. <laughs> so like, Lucifer did her well. He hits her with some like, you know, she 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 gives her sob story and shit, and she is like getting hammered, like to the point where you can see the strings of spit coming off her bottle that she's drinking is fucking gross, and uh. Our boy hits her with the with this deep ass quote. No matter where you go, there you are. Like, what? And then he just—I I love how he fucks up her name the whole time. He kept calling Penny Peggy, and is cracking me the fuck up. It's like my name is Penny. All right, Peggy. It doesn't matter. She's like, fuck it. So he starts to sing her this like sweet ass ballad, right? She's he's crooning to her, laying it down. Band still clueless, even though they're like playing with them. Yeah, they're like, they what, the, "What the fuck are we doing?" But well, Guy Pierce we're following his lead. Yeah, Guy Pierce is like, "What? What the shit?" So like, uh, yeah, bro, what the fuck happens right after this? She like emotionally out of sorts already sees and being completely outed. For being sad inside a room of happy-go-lucky party guys. And it's like she just wants to be out of this situation and even if it's permanently. Which she went for a permanent solution for a temporary problem. And she grabs a gun and points it at her head. Now there's a bust, yeah. (laughs) There's like a bus boy walking by, whacks her elbow. The gun goes off and misses. But... Apparently, they're still in Texas because everyone pulls out guns. Yo, the whole Hong Kong Cavalier squad was ready to light her the fuck up. They didn't know what was going on. I was like, I didn't know. I was so confused at that point. I'm like, who are these guys? Yeah, because apparently Buckaroo doesn't fuck around. And he's been to a lot of clubs. And he's like, (laughs) first time there's someone pulls a gun or even we hear shots fired, everyone mount up. So we cut back to... uh, it's Lizardo, but his real name is Lord Warfin. Lord John Warfin, right? Right. And we find that out because he goes to make a phone call in front of the orderly. And the orderly is like, what are you doing? And he's like, I need. <laughs> and this is when I realized I need to relax. Because <laughs> the first thing he's like, I need to get in touch with Mr. Big Booty. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. I see what this is. I see. Because I was, dude, like, I, because I, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And like. The way that the pacing of everything, like 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 the title card having the most, the most, like all the movies, like I was like, movies. did I miss something? Is there a comic series that explains no. up to this movie? See, but that's the fucking point, Randy. Look, this is okay. The reason I wasn't getting pissed off at any of this is because I like Marvel movies, right? This is equivalent to just walking in on Captain Marvel. Or walking Basically. in on on Infinity War, this is exactly what this is. Like it's, it's it's the equivalent of just being in the middle of some shit. But this movie has had the balls to do it this way in the eighties. Even though they were gonna make a sequel, they still threw you in the middle of this shit. And it's kind of DC. Take notes. This is timeless. <laughs> it is. Just start. <laughs> Doesn't even matter where. Just pick a spot and but work from there. But it's a flop though. It, like like the movie was a flop. The movie was a flop, but every everybody had 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 some notions that it had some cult, you know, tendencies yeah. to it. But it, there's there's so much to this movie that I, I couldn't, I still didn't understand, especially in the middle of watching it. 
Because mm. I was in the Ice Pirates territory where I was like, what is this? Because <laughs> like, how serious am I supposed to take this? Because Peter Weller is no-selling the whole time. There's only one moment where he goes full ham. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk about that. So as as um, Warfin's talking, like trying to get in touch with Big Booty, or Big Booty, pardon. Big Booty! Booty! But uh, he- Big Booty! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to speak with Big Booty at your your dying. So we see that uh, Warfin is actually strong as the fuck because he grabs the orderly and snaps his neck with one fucking hand while he's on the phone. And I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. But he tells Warfin, I'm sorry, Warfin tells Big Booty or Big Booty to go snatch Hikita and the goddamn device, the MacGuffin. Get on it. He will be back in 48 minutes. You're giving the rest of the movie. We don't see John Lithgow again for a grip. So we cut back to the tour bus, right? And I'm rolling. I'm dying laughing, dog. Because the tour bus is amazing looking, of course. But your boy, Buckaroo Banzai, I guess this is this is evening wear? Is full samurai gear? Yeah, this is his blade ninja meditation set, right? Right? He's got the bonsai tree in the corner, and he's got the incense playing, and he's got the headband on. He's just he's in his full meditation mode. That's the only, he does Japanese things. He's not half Japanese anyway. But he okay. He actually is half Japanese because um, there's a deleted scene. Um, you're gonna shit your britches when I tell you who his parents are. Oh God, the actor. Go ahead. So his mom mm-hmm. was played by Jamie Lee Curtis. The fuck? Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was deleted. It was, it was like a will be a flashback of him as a kid with uh, like his parents and shit. The father. The goddamn mm-hmm. dude that played the Shredder in the 80s uh, uh, TMNT movie. Oh, what? Yeah, those are his parents. So just keep that in mind. Shredder and Jamie Lee fucking Curtis. Jeez. <laughs> it's just, that's awesome. So anyway, our boy Rawhide tells him basically what the fuck was happening as, as we watched it. He just hooked us up. Like, yeah, man, uh, Lazardo's on the loose. Yada, yada, yada. You know what the deal is. I'm like, whoa, okay, all right, we're, just, we're, we're, jumping, we're jumping to it. Yeah, we're getting plots. All right, moving on. So we, <laughs> I mean, they're literally like, what's so funny is like they're literally like kind of speeding things along, because uh, they go to pick up uh, New Jersey, right, to have him be a part of the group and shit. And New Jersey is in full howdy doody cowboy gear. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know because he thought it was a rehearsal. Yeah. He thought that's what, like that's a, they're gonna go do a band thing, but no, not today. Today we're doing crime fighting things, and I'm like, oh, okay, right? Because he's got a dress for like the occasion. I like how we thought it was like his house at first, and then we realized, oh, he met him there, and then we realized it's a fucking police station. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But I loved, I love the the audience analog thing. He's like, congratulations, you drove through a mountain. I did. You drove right through a mountain the other day. You did it right after you left with the operation. You hadn't even said anything about it. Didn't even mention you were going to do it. Dying. I was dying laughing. I was done. Like, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's performance made me realize, okay, this is a, this is straight up a comedy. This is a straight comedy. Relax. This isn't serious. Because like Robot, like Robot Jocks was serious. Yes. But it didn't look serious at all. So, like, I always get, like, really un, like unsure footing when I'm doing 80s movies sometimes. I can't tell if they're, like, being tongue-in-cheek or they mean everything they're doing. So this is, like, clearly tongue-in-cheek, wink, nod, finger guns, the whole nine. Yeah. So I was ready. So he goes in. So Buckaroo goes in to go see uh, Penny because she's hot. And, like, he has a thing for her. We find out that uh, she looks identical to his dead wife. 
his wife. So my wife. <laughs> so we find out that, uh, and I love how um, <laughs> it's kind of implied that uh, she had a orphan twin sister that was given up for adoption, and that's not weird that they get, that he's into her. That's not terrible. That's not odd. That's not a weird thing. It's not like I mean, it just. It just goes to show that even the most intelligent man in the multiverse can be completely dumbfounded by puss. Nice. Well said, Randy. Ladies, you, you enjoy that? <laughs> Jesus. A few That's lady right. Listeners, a few lady listeners we have. So, whatever. She joins the party. Okay. I love how, like, Perfect Tommy's like, or Guy Pierce is like, well, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, hey, give her your jacket. He's like, why? Because you're perfect. I was like, ah, you got him. You got you him cornered. Can't get him. Got me there, bitch. I am perfect as fuck. So, cut to the press conference because she's a fully a part of the party now. So, she's also a part of the goddamn press conference. As a, I don't know, is the press conference just, just to like massage Buckaroo's balls as he talked about how he went through the mountain and saw shit? Basically, it's oh, just okay. a more like in depth of like, here, I ran through solid matter today and I want to tell you guys what I saw. Right. We're getting exposition about the overthrusters, yada, yada, yada. We also found out that Penny is a genius as well, just a throwaway thing and it never really comes back up her genius ever mm-hmm. so whatever she's a genius no she's smart she knows what the fuck is going on because there's a lot of yip yap yip yap like you said cisco science happening i'm like whatever yep. but um i was watching oh, i wish i could remember this video i was watching but like they were talking about that moment and then they compared it to like just a random conversation about the tesser- uh, tesseract and I was like, fair enough. It's like, touche. I can't get mad. Yeah, that's true. So, like, he shows off the living nugget. It right? gives more than just energy. It gives me knowledge and power. It's right. opened up so many avenues. And I'm exactly. Like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> Same shit. So, like, uh, they show off the living nugget and shit. And then um, Buckaroo gets a call from the president. Mm-hmm. And he has to go. And he's like, hey, uh, hold on to my thruster for me. He's talking to uh, Penny. And Penny's like, oh, yeah, I will. Yeah, fucking right to hold on to your tester. I'm like, oh, it's a dick joke. It's a really, really good dick joke. And um, Buckaroo's like gonna go talk to the president, so we thought, but it's actually some aliens in a what looks like the spaceship. If I could describe it, okay, guys, for my Doctor Who fans, um, there's the episode with the arachnids when Doctor first meets uh, Catherine Tate, Donna. There's a that a spaceship with a giant. Spider guys, same spaceship, exact same one. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the one in Doctor Who is actually glowed up and like made out of like spikes and stuff, but it's the same. It's the same design. It's like uh, literally the same design. Nice, nice. I would um for for the non Doctor Who fans, if you ever been to Long John Silver's and all the little crunchy shit that just be floating around in your in, in the box, yeah, that's what the ship looks like. <laughs> looks like coral. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not a call from the president. It's these motherfuckers. And they hit Buckaroo with an electroshot to the goddamn brain. And he's like, all the information that he needs to move the story forward is hit. And he um, scribbles a, a formula to his fucking hand, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, we got to fucking go. Like, he's like, like literally, he went from just subdued, totally monotone and controlled, deadpan. He's just like, he's on 11. And he runs out and he fucking points to two guys. And he's like, evil. He meant that shit. And then we get the Jaws camera, like the Jaws pan camera on the two guys that got exposed. Like, ah, oh, fuck. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they start running. So basically, this this electro shit that hit uh, Buck in the face actually makes him be able to see the aliens who are hiding in plain sight. Yes, it rewired his brain chemistry so that he could actually tell the aliens from the other ones. Like because later it explained that the aliens excrete some kind of spores that allowed them to broadcast what they're supposed to look like. Right. Gross. Um so like big 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 booty comes out of nowhere, right? And uh right. like out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and he nabs Akita and like uh shoots Reno in the goddamn shoulder. I thought Reno died, but no. But, I thought so too. I was like, oh shit. I was like, damn, Reno just went down. But uh luckily uh Penny grabs the thruster before Big Booty notices and they and they fuck off, right? Of course, of course, uh before this conference, guys, they let they let us know that there was gonna be a motorcycle conference after this. So your boy, you know, Buckaroo finds a motorcycle, steals it, and goes on a chase after the van. He didn't know that he was chasing Hakita who got captured. He just knew that he was chasing evil, pure and simple. Evil. Evil. So, up oh, because I'm thoroughly confused because I, I thought they were all the same aliens. Yep. So I was like, what? So the aliens in space are the black lectoids, which are the good ones. So, you know, thanks, writers. And, <laughs> and on Earth, the evil ones are the red lectoids. And those are the ones that are running and, like, you know, freaking the fuck out fighting with uh, Buckaroo. So I was like, oh, okay. Towards the end of the movie, I figured that shit out. But I was oh, yeah. like trying to figure like what? Why are Especially they? Especially after other? like uh, Lord Farquaad has his big old like hate speech. I mean, well they 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 opened the door when they made a comment. We'll get to that. Yeah. So the good the good guys um, the good guy electroids shoot a thermopod, which is basically a smaller ship, uh, down to Earth to uh, I guess help. But um, a couple of hunters freak the fuck out when they see it and shoot it as one would and should. <laughs> Right. And they go. They thought it was a turkey. <laughs> Big ass turkey in the sky. In a way, you know what the fuck it was. But they they blast it up, and that motherfucker crashes um, into a fucking tree, and they go to investigate. Right. Right. So um, there's a cop and a hunter. Like they're all trying to like figure out what the fuck's going on. But we find out that Big Booty and uh, his two other uh, cronies, O'Connor and Gomez, show up. And Gomez is your boy Al from Quantum Leap. Yeah. Okay, that's where I've seen him from. All right. And um, the guy who's O'Connor is like this weird looking. Uh, he's he's been a weird, crazy guy looking dude for like. An, I think he was a homeless dude in some movie. He's in literally everything. He's like, in a lot of shit. This movie should have just been called That Guy because it has a <laughs> lot of that guy in it. <laughs> well, basically, it's the whole Yo-Yo Dying Squad, right? That's out here. And um, somehow, some way, uh, Buck Rubenzai gets to the van where they put Nikita uh, in like a trunk or some shit. Yeah, they locked him inside of a crate. Right. And and, and like uh, Buckaroo, because of the sh- electric shit that happened to him, he has a hard time touching people because he like he accidentally shocks Hakita a little bit. But um, he's trying to let him know what the fuck is going on about the formula and everything. And he's like, well, h- how do I how do I get the formula? Because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, damn, dude, you just, you just showed him your palm. That doesn't mean anything. And he licks his palm and, and just smacks Hakita in the fucking forehead. And bam, he gets the formula on his forehead. Yep. And I'd have been like, yo, Buck, could you just, I don't know, shake my hand, you asshole? High five? <laughs> Did you have to put this on my fucking face, you dick? Like, what the Slap fuck? Hands. <laughs> just fucking spit on my forehead. Like, why? <laughs> so, um, the Hong Kong Cavaliers go back to base where Miss Johnson, 
hands up, guys. My hands are up. She's a character. She's a thing, apparently, but she's not. But her name is Miss Johnson. That's it. And uh, she's suspect of, because uh, she thought it was Peggy when they all showed up with Penny. But it's like, nope, it's not Penny. That's Peggy. Long story. Just whatever. And Miss Johnson wouldn't let Pe- uh, Penny come with them to the nope. bunkhouse. Because there's some crime fighting and, and exposition to get hammered out. I don't know, guys. This yeah, it's the Batcave. You don't let Vicky Vale into the Batcave. Makes sense. I, I guess. I guess. We cut to um, the Yo-Yo Dine squad of uh, Big Booty, Gomez, and uh, Connor. All first named John, by the way. Uh, banging on the thermal pod, trying to break it open, right? Right. And like they're trying to like they're trying to blow it up. And um, inside, it just the ship looks disgusting. <laughs> it's like two. Clearly, like lubed up sex toys, like dangling, like they're supposed to be controls. Oh, God, <laughs> so many questions. But um, just they're get cold. lonely on those long space journeys, right? So like um, the the aliens kill the cops and the hunters as witnesses mm-hmm. and shit because they're gonna crack open this fucking pot and kill everybody, right? Right. Okay, so he was sneaking around, and one of the Johns like, hey. I know you. You're Buckaroo Banzai. And then Buckaroo kicks that guy in the ball and then runs away. <laughs> and they started chasing this motherfucker down, right? Right. And, um, you know, like, Buckaroo's fucked. Like, there's no way he can get away. He's on foot running from a van, first of all. And he he, he didn't get caught. And um, before no, all this happens, before all this happens in the bunkhouse, like, they, they put a APB out for Buckaroo who could be in distress to the I guess there's an underground network of Buckaroo Banzai helpers called the Blue Blazers. Yeah, it's like it's like the Boy Scouts, but for just Buckaroo Banzai fans. Right. So this child tells his father that Buckaroo's in danger, and they like helicopter ex machina Buckaroo out of harm's way, and they take him away from the van from getting destroyed. And uh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So like, we go back to the bunkhouse, right? And the Caval- right. The, the Hong Kong Cavaliers are hacking Yo Yo Dine's uh, shit. And now we're finding out the 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 whole issue with these aliens all being called John. There's a lot of shit. But then we right. see. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that the. One of the aliens that came out of the pod earlier uh, had dreadlocks, but he like slipped and fell, cracked his head open, and died. Yeah, instantly. And like while that happened, another alien came out with a dreadlock to like kind of just you know. Sneak I thought away. it was the exact same one. I might have. Like, I thought it was a decoy. Right, it could have been a decoy. I don't know, but um, he comes out with like this pink box, and he like dips, he like fades away in the darkness. Now that's Carl Lumby, the actor. Yep. I know him as Mantis. I know him as the dad from, he's the Martian Manhunter's dad in Supergirl, and I also know him from Dr. Sleep. Exactly. And he's here in this as well. Yeah. And um, he was trying to contact Buckaroo Banzai, but it didn't work out. But like all the villains came and jumped the fence, and like John Parker tries to jump after them to stop them, but of course he gets caught because he's because he's black. But he's black. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to find another reason why this nah. this alien who could do the same thing as those three aliens who just walked by got <laughs> caught, but no, that's the only difference between the aliens. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the fucking that's the fucking reason. Oh man, so like we find out that all forty six of these Yo Yo Don employees 
all appeared on the same day and all got their uh, social security on the same day in 1938. All first named John. Mm-hmm. And then our boy New Jersey figures out that, wait a minute, why is the day familiar? Why is that familiar? And they brought up Orson Welles and the, the War of the Worlds hoax. Yep. The, the radio the radio show, for people who don't know, there was a radio show that happened back in the day. It was like theater of the mind type shit. And it was talking about an alien invasion and it actually freaked some people out because they thought it was actually going down. Yeah, because they didn't have a thing where it's like, hey, you're watching the Twilight Zone. It would be like if somebody had put on the news channel and it just had a news, like the same news logo, but behind it was aliens are fucking us in the ass right now. We are being under attack. Please run for your life. Right. So and it's like, that would literally scare people because there's nothing that says this is from Central City News or from, you know, or Gotham City News or something like that lets you know that it's fake. Right. So with all this crazy shit happening, um, one of the guys gets murdered. One of the just random mechanic gets killed by uh, electoid spit. Yes. Which knocks him 10 feet and he dies. Because he's an alien. He has unlimited strength. Yeah, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. So um, Buckaroo Banzai finally gets back, right? And he gets caught up on the story and they explain everything about it. And um, they also had the box that Parker gave them that mm-hmm. came equipped with a... Uh, I don't... Well, I know it came equipped with this projection thing. I don't know who, if they made the bubble wrap 3D glasses for themselves or if it came in the box. I think it was all part of the kit. Like, this is the only way you can see the message. If you put on this bubble wrap goggles with (laughs) that look ridiculous, (laughs) you won't be able to see the message from Princess Leia asking for help from, oh, wait, wrong one. Um, Yeah, it was... It was the same hologram projector thing, except it was now the last half hour of Men in Black. Right. Basically, give yeah. us the thing, or we're gonna blow up the whole planet. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. But it, like, but they'll do it as far as like they'll hit Russia to make Russia think America did it, and then like you know heat up the Cold War, and it's like, oh, we can't have that, dear God. I'm like, that's some borderline realistic stakes. That's weird. So we find out that um the, the hologram is a black lady whose name is also John, John Emdahl. But um this black chick is basically explaining how, like, you know, Warfin is basically <laughs> alien Hitler. And he's worse. Yes. Yeah. He's an alien Hitler. And like Buckaroo fucked up because apparently the eighth dimension is technically the Phantom Zone. And that's where all the bad red ones went. And by him traveling there, he fucked up and broke open the seal. This is actually episode four of Doctor Who. <laughs> that happened too. I'm just like, well, who stole from I who? Want... Who stole from who? Did Doctor Who steal from this? Because I no, noticed no. that one of the doctors, Doctor Who, stole from this. Where it's like, I'm keep looking back and like, this movie seems to be really influential. Like that's crazy that Doctor Who took a lot because even the I felt like the wardrobe too from um, the end credits looked yeah pretty Doctorish. Interesting. That's what it was. Fucking bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> so. Penny fucks around and sees the pic the picture of Peggy and uh Buckaroo and she loses her mind via yelling through a door. Like she she's just there. She's just there. And like I like how the creepy ass truth was revealed, and that's fine. Actually, you're the uh adopted twin sister of uh my late wife, and you know, she's gone now. I think you're still hot. And uh 
Yeah, that's you don't it. explain how she died or whether she was murdered or she was murdered. None of that. She was murdered. She was murdered by uh or she's actually an evil like super genius on the opposite side in another dimension, nope, like nope, waiting to nope. destroy Buckaroo Banzai and take his man juice away from him. Yeah, no, he, uh, she was actually uh, murdered by a, a Asian villain. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is a is a villain that was uh in, in like a, in a prequel because it was a video game that came out uh, with this. What the fuck? But like, yeah, 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 yeah. Her, the, the the wife was killed by by an Asian villain. Da, da, da. Also, I, I, I failed to mention um, the uh, writer for this movie was the co-writer for Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Makes all the sense in the world. And like some people thought that Big Trouble in Little China was like the the sequel that never happened, like a spiritual successor. But no, that's not the case. But like there was also supposed to be a uh, Asian villain, you know, similar to like the. Just read into it. You'll see. You'll see. That would be amazing. Okay. So. Uh, crossover. <laughs> <laughs> so um, everyone gets attacked because like the bad guys are already at the base and mm-hmm. uh, Hakita gets jacked up. Um, and they, they, they take him right again. I know. I know. Akita like takes the, he has the box with the oscillator in it. Right. They're trying so to, they're trying to, that's right. They're, they're, yeah. they're trying to get the doohickey and shit, but, right. but, but Rawhide chases after him and he winds up getting fucked up by these, uh, death spider thingies. Right. Cause it, that's what took out. Oh, that's what they're spitting out. They're spitting out the little arachnid deals. So yeah. So yeah. like that's the same arachnid that killed the mechanic, but Rawhide took it like a champ and was like basically paralyzed. Yeah, and um, probably one of the most G deaths I ever seen on film because he was just like, "All right, well, that sucks." So uh, you guys need to go ahead and get to work, man. What are you doing here? Leave me. Take care of business. He uh, wasn't even like distressed. It was just like y'all need yeah, to go, like, go on and mosey on up, quit being some bitches now. And just, <laughs> dead. I'm like Jesus. Dead. I thought he was just hurt. He, he died. I thought he, I thought he was just paralyzed. He's like, okay, well, I'm sure your friend Buckaroo can figure out making you some like. You know, if Tony Stark can build iron legs for for his friend, I'm sure Buckaroo can figure something out. Yeah, but no, no, he he dies. That that was that was their Coulson. That was their uh, <laughs> that was their Coulson yeah. moment. It's like get together and make this count. Oh, that's right. Because uh, yeah, Akita was under under the rest because he ran to um Penny and gave her the doohickey again. Right. And he's like, okay, take it again. It's up to you. Oh shit! And then like they capture her anyway. <laughs> it's just for no reason. Uh, oh, okay. Was Akita the same guy who was in the Matrix as the keymaker? Mm, I don't know. I don't because think so. there was a scene where he's running through doors and locking them behind him. I was like, this fucking reminds me of fucking the Matrix. I, I, I'm gonna say no for the sake of not looking racist. I don't think that's him. I know. I'm just but yeah, you know Asian guy. But totally, it was like totally he was wearing the same vibes. fucking sweater and shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. So. Oh, also, the aliens dip out and they steal the helicopter that saved Buckaroo earlier, right? There's right. so much. I, I I feel like it's hard to get jokes in because I have to, like, hammer out every fucking insane thing that happens in this fucking movie. So, Buckaroo oh, calls the goddamn God. president and just lays out what the fuck is going on. The president has, like, the worst back of all time. I guess that's a callback to fucking Kennedy for some reason. Yeah. Whatever. So busy carrying this whole fucking country. Yeah, at least... This one did. Okay, let me not. Let me not. <laughs> let me just move on. So <laughs> the president's trying to wrap his brain around all the crazy shit that's happening, right? But mm-hmm. Worfin jumps in 
and calls Buckaroo and is like, look, bitch, I got your whole hostage. We're literally pouring honey and ants on this bitch. It's going down. Like, you know where I'm at. God damn. Come holler at me at Yo-Yo Dying, bitch. Let's go. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> also, why? Why are you pouring honey and ants on this bitch? Like, what do you do? Because he like, because he wants a little bit of sensual with a little bit of pain on top of this. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, we're going to torture you. But first, this hot wax across your stomach. Like, dude, get are we torturing? We have your woman, Penny, and we're going to torture her with this eight-inch-long black thing. <laughs> I think she'll be okay. <laughs> we'll have some time, guys. Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Penny was fine. She went in the dimension first. Yeah. She took it like a champ. <laughs> anyway. She went legs first. Oh, oh, oh boy. So, also, um, another callback for me personally to like Avengers. Um, so, you know, Buckaroo has, a, has a, the gift to be able to see these aliens for what they really are, a la right. um, they live. So, what he does in 2.5 seconds just shows up with these, um, <laughs> these paintball vests with uh, scuba breathers on it. And it's <laughs> yeah. Never making never make an excuse that you can't make a film, guys. If you're trying to make movies and you don't have props, just shut up and just do it. So he has his vest, and he's like, "If you breathe into it, you'll be able to see the aliens." I'm like, "Whatever, sure." And I thought immediately about um, you know, the time heist in Endgame, where it's like, yeah, "Yeah, I made these wrist thingies that can go back in time." Whatever, just quantum science, ipso facto. <laughs> So much Cisco science going on in this movie. Just like, yeah, so the spores thing, I've created the formula will counteract the brain chemistry inside your own brain so you can see them too. And you only have to take like one hit and you can see them for like hours. (laughs) It's literally like if we were just kids playing and making up shit, it's it's fine. It's fine. He literally sets up the strike teams and everything. He's like, all right, you guys are going to be Alpha Bravo team and you're going to be whatever the fuck. This, This group of guys who are Musicians, musicians, but, and scientists, and scientists, and <laughs> commandos, and CSI, like, and crime investigators, and hackers. They hacked into the to Yo-Yo Dine systems to look up the database information of all their employees. These dudes are OP. I'm surprised they don't have bulletproof lotion. Like, I feel like that's not the only thing that's missing from this entire equation. But I'm anyway. surprised. Like, there wasn't just one guy doing this inside of the chair. Like, this is the guy in the chair. They're all the guy all, in the chair. Everyone's the guy in the chair. Also, the, you know what? The fact that Rawhide died is bullshit. I'm like, right. yeah, like, aren't we all amazing? Like, can we? Help me. Help me, please. <laughs> like, you just, like, there was at least two of these guys that we never saw again, but they had, like, they were in the band. Like, what what happened to the drummer? I know the drummer was there. It was he a black dude. Yeah. He was like, I'm off. The so one he's black on, dude on your team. He's on, oh, you know what? Drum. No, what, what 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 if that was Pecos? Remember the um, because New Jersey, hey, are you? Uh, uh, hey, Pecos, no, I'm not Pecos, I'm Reno, and he's like, Where, where's Pecos? Oh, he's in Tibet for whatever the fuck reason. Oh. Also, the watermelon comment. Can we talk about that real quick? It's a physics lab. That made sense. What? Yeah, they sent New Jersey and Reno to the physics lab to go to search that area, and it's like, why is there a watermelon on there? I'll tell you later. But it's like, it's the physics lab. And if you're doing shit with physics, like throwing things, learning how gravity works, you need heavy objects like watermelons. Randy, do you, do you, do you realize I've been, 
I have been fucking researching about this fucking watermelon and nobody had an answer. What? I took it I took it as like context information of what I got. I was like, they're going to the physics lab. Why is there a watermelon there? Because it's a physics lab. If like you've never had an idea wow. of like throwing a watermelon off the building and you've never seen that, that's what I they know, do all the time. Literally. So <laughs> Cause like I was watching every time a Holly Buckaroo has like uh, inside callbacks that like nobody gets, right? But you you got it, and I'm just I got it. Yeah, all right, fuck it. I'm not a I'm not a super genius. I just like took like all right. Well, that makes sense if you okay. like. Why else would I? Like, right, move, I move, mean, move, 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 if no. it, like if they went to the sex dungeon, it's like why is there a watermelon there? And I'll tell you later. And it's like I oh know, okay, no, now. it's a sex dungeon. So yeah, the, yeah, that watermelon different. goes with the butt, where the butt, where the butt is. But anyway, moving on. So, Warfin's going full Hitler. But it's hilarious because it's John Lithgow. He's <laughs> yeah. a really bad Italian accent. So, it's like, whatever. But he's not he's not throwing out slurs or anything. But he's, he's, he's mm, it's thematic. You feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. The, the speech patterns. It doesn't matter, guys. So, uh. The blacks on this planet are coming to destroy us. Oh, yeah, he we did. Must act. <laughs> You're right. It is. Oh, that's also we weird. Must work. Towards building a giant wall. It's also weird how like the red like toys, kind of sounding Italianish, and all the black ones did sound Jamaican. I don't know what that's yep. about. It's, it's, it, that there's about. so many. This is a blooming onion of like just what the fuck. How come the black ones couldn't sound Japanese? It's whatever. They because because George Lucas told me that he has the market on it for the googly eyed creatures. <laughs> Moving on. So so. <laughs> Buckaroo arrives, you know, to swap for a uh, uh, penny to save her, right? But he doesn't have the doohickey thruster, so he's fucked, and they throw him into the uh, torture chamber, the, the shock tower. Shock tower. Which is basically just like this big convoluted lie detector, but like never, never really, it just shocks him. And never really asked him questions, because he, yeah. he was all, he already said from Jump Street, I'm not telling you shit. So says, all right, well, just sh- shock him, fuck him. Give us the formula and put it inside of this handheld keyboard device. <laughs> anyway. So Fuck the, you, I ain't doing that. So, like, as, as I guess the plan was to get captured on purpose because uh, the Hong Kong Cavalier, I can't believe their name is that. Yep, Hong Kong Cavalier. These guys show up and they go, like, full stealth mission to, like, you know, be as quiet as possible. They bring a child with them because whatever. They bring the, they bring the black kid. Who cares? That it's the '80s. You do that. Like you, you do. short round was a big hit. True that. True that. Short round was was important. So yeah. So they they, they bring the black kid out. Give him a full gun. <laughs> Give him a whole gun. <laughs> Give him. They should have gave him the bazooka, like the biggest <laughs> gun they had. <laughs> Just drags it across the floor behind. <laughs> so like, uh, I like how Perfect Tommy doesn't perfectly silence his fucking wristwatch in the stealth mission. The he had a hot day, man. You forgot about it. Yeah, the, the the thing goes off and like literally like sets off this entire film where it just gets super murdery. <laughs> and there's always like I feel like every every action movie in the eighties, there's always a guy standing on like a rafter with no cover, taking shots at people. It's like what you're gonna get shot and you're gonna do a stunt fall every time. Like why 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 is this a thing? Why? It's that guy, yeah. Why, who did. thinks that like, I'm gonna be in the rafters and no cover and I'm gonna kill them all? Never. You never do. You never do. I think I think we now don't do that, but it's like you know, in the 70s, they're like, I bet 
why don't you just get over those guys and just start mowing them down from below, from up top? And it's like, uh, because they shoot up at you and yeah, you there's, fall. There's no cover. Once. Everyone, everyone sees you and you get lit up just like this dude did. But aliens are getting shot left and right. Also, um, rest in peace to the one alien that just tried to sound the alarm because he was also standing close to all the electrical devices. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's a trope too where you're like you're right next to the buzzer and like you hit the electrical panel and you explode like ah yeah so in all this kerfuffle uh buckaroo makes his uh, how did he get free i feel like like that electrical thing caused the shock tower to retract ah okay and sure. then that was enough for like because it was it was attached to his balls and they were going to shock his balls and like the the guy falls in the electrical panel and like all the buzzers go off and he's like Lith or Lord Farquaad was like what is going on? I don't hear you call Lord Farquaad. So um yeah he makes an escape and he bumps into New Jersey right. Yeah. Meanwhile there's a whole subplot about the Secretary of Defense wanting to like you know, I was so yeah. sure he was one of the the Reds. Yeah but he wasn't. He was just—he just wanted—he just wanted—he just wanted, he just wanted a, a bomber. He was just consumed with greed that this time, where literally the entire planet was at risk, and he's like, "Nah, I need to get my ship. I need to get my money." Yeah, I like how he sees Penny covered in ants and jism, and he's just like, "Look, I don't know what your personal life's about, but I just, I just want this bomber." It's like, "Help her, help her, man!" Like, it's like, oh, "Whatever, whatever, whatever." <sighs> Although, although this part is hilarious, though, because I like this part where he's like, because throughout this whole movie, Mr. John Big Boutet has been just trying his best not to snap at a motherfucker <laughs> for fucking up his name. Oh, yeah. Every time. Like, it's Big Boutet. It's Big Boutet. Mr. Big Booty. No. Big Boutet. Big Boutet. <laughs> and so when the senator's like, Give me my goddamn plane, boy. And Boutet snaps, grabs the senator by the by the necktie, yanks him up. It's not my goddamn planet, you damn monkey. Yeah, that was kind of dope. And like, I thought he killed him. I thought he, I thought he broke his neck. I thought he did. I thought he like because I, I, I tallied that as a death, and I had to like edit it quickly. I was like, oh, he lived because he fucked him up. He's like, bitch, you stop. And, oh, by the way, guys. Christopher goddamn Lloyd. He brings it every time. Every time. God, this is a fucking stacked cast. If there's man. a movie with John Goodman and Christopher Lloyd and fucking like just James Earl Jones of just like oh, just, just yelling at people. Who bring I, it. Want, yeah, I want all yeah. of that. Just people who bring it every fucking people movie. People who bring it. That's what, that's what it was called. It has nothing to do with the plot, but it was called People Who Bring They're it. They're just John rolling Goodman. down the street of New York just yelling at people. <laughs> Why aren't you fucking putting money in these meters? <laughs> so, look, man. So, Warfin pulls what he did in 1938. He's like, "Fuck it, let's just go." Let's just because, like, um, they fight, they get the doohickey, but it's missing one little piece. <laughs> Whatever. Science. Science. So they're like, "Fuck it, let's just get out of here." Oh dog. yeah, because Penny fucked it up, so that way they they wouldn't be able to like make it work right and um also she was in she's in distress now because they they activated the slow moving murder uh creature right to like slowly crawl down this ramp to kill her it's like it's like the laziest rube goldberg trap ever it's like just so that's an episode that's in season eight of doctor who jesus christ randy (laughs) are you serious 
Actually, there is a li- there is a slug, oh, but it God. doesn't kill you. It just erases your memories. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> as all the all, all these aliens are getting clapped the fuck up by six shooters and everything, Buckaroo and your boy uh, John Parker gets in a badly designed thermal part that uh, was uh, makeshiftly made by the Red Leg Toys, right? Mm-hmm. And it's gross in there, and it's like like. Some... It's like one of those toilets where you guys can sit together and look at each other. What? That's what I thought. That's what I immediately thought of. Because no, I remember talking the... about what? There's a toilet where you can sit and look at each. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, there's a toilet that has. It's like it's a shared couples toilet, and it's like you the two people can sit in it and like look at each other. <sighs> why? And it shares. I don't know why this thing exists. Why? But I Who? know it does. Japan? Japan? Japan made this? No, I think it's a French-made thing. Uh, sorry, French people. That doesn't make some, some some kind of sense. But why? Why would you want to look at anybody? Why? Why, why would you want to do that? Unless like, that's your the, thing. Because like, okay, like, well, the, the, the most the, intimate you could get. Does the dual toilet like? Does it? Is everything go to like a glass panel with somebody underneath it? Like there has to be more to this. Like no, there's, no, there's, there's no way like, this it's is. Just, it's just connected. This has to be fetish like design. There's no way this is for like no, practical it's just use. Connected. No, Look, no, no, no. I, re- I swear this is a I real refuse, thing that I saw. I, no, I believe it's a real thing, but I refuse to believe that it's for just basic utilitarian purposes. There, somebody's jerking off yeah. somewhere. It's like somebody's coming to this. Well, There's I mean, no could way. Could you just do that without having a toilet? Why you gotta have a dual like look at each other poop thing? There has to be somebody underneath this thing with a glass. I'm telling you, it's no way. Is German? Is designed by Germany? Moving on. It's German. German made. <laughs> Scheiße. It's the big booty. Come. Anyway, <laughs> fucking speaking of big booty, uh, big booty and Wolf and fucking argue their asses off in the fucking <laughs> the fucking ship. They're like, I knew somebody was about to get shot. Cause they're throwing barbs at each other and like, <laughs> Wolf and is like over big booty. He's just complaining. He's over it. He's over it. He, <laughs> big booty's like. The, the fucking device isn't working. We know it's not working. It's not going to work. You're going to try and run us through a brick wall when this thing doesn't work? And it's like, shut up, big booty. Booty. It's booty. Last words. And he gets shot. And like, uh, meanwhile, uh, big booty was in this weird, like, goo harness looking thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like a meat parachute thing. Yo, it's like a, it was so like a fun. coat. It was it's like so a meat hanger's coat. It was so funny because like when he got shot, when he got shot, he was just slumped in it and dangling. <laughs> and O'Connor's on the side like, well, let me put my fucking harness on it. Just shut the fuck up. Let me keep, let me keep my mouth to myself. And um, while all this is happening, Wolfen like launches the thermopod that, God, this is just so much gibberish I'm saying. He launches the, therm- the thermopod holding Parker and Buckaroo Banzai. And like they're supposed to plummet to their death, but you know, like every Fuck Marvel movie, bonsai. Like if you give, if you gave Rick Sanchez an unknown alien ship, and the ninety seconds it takes to fall to the Earth, he would fly back up in forty five no, seconds. No, it's 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 literally Marvel movie one on one. Hell, it's 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 Independence Day. Like they just figure it out real quick. And um, they start like you know, even um, uh, Parker doesn't really know how to fly, but he figures that shit out pretty fucking fast. And um, very anticlimactic death here, cause uh, long story short, all <laughs> all Buckaroo had to do was figure out where the laser was. Why would you equip the smaller ship with a, a weapon that's powerful enough to destroy the giant ship that dropped you? How? Why couldn't you? Why would you be able to invade an entire planet 
in nine minutes but not get all their gold in a thousand years. I mean, maybe aliens are just dumb. Yeah, yeah, touche. But yeah, uh, Wolfen blows the fuck up. Space Hitler's dead. Uh, Cold War crisis averted. And I just love the uh, I just love the fact that like we don't see uh, we don't see how, but Buckaroo's out of the ship on a fucking parachute, giving a thumbs up to uh, Parker who fucks off and like flies like an expert, even though he didn't know the concept of flying or what a truck was. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everyone fuck off. So um, all, all this is happening while the black kid keeps the actual thruster safe, mm-hmm. like from the Secretary of Defense, because he uh, he shoots the gun in there, and let him know that the gun is real. And to go fuck himself. Sure. I'll give you $20, bitch. He took that 20 <laughs> though. He took it like a gangster. So, yeah. um, give my money. You know, Penny been through a lot. Even though she didn't get hit with the death slug, you know, she's, uh, she was on the verge of death. But then, like, when all the, you know, the fanfare was over, it turns out she, I guess, died. Yep. Because, uh, you know, New Jersey did everything he fucking could. It's Jeff Goldberg. He did his best, man. Right. And he's like, I'm sorry. He threw the sheet over her face. He was, he's like, I'm sorry. I did the best I could. So Buckaroo walks up, you know, to basically kiss the dead corpse of uh, of his second love. As you do. Because he had a renege. He had a weird renege where it's his wife's twin. This is odd. But he's super bummed about it because he literally had, like, a second chance. Like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But uh, luckily, that weird electric shit that been going on sparked her and woke her up a bit and then he sparked her again and she woke all the way up and then they uh commenced to fuck good for them pulls the blinds with some more stupid ass japanese kanji because we got to remember that he's because i thought the aliens could see them or something like it was a yeah that was a weird uh they didn't seem like the aliens were watching like yeah because aliens like whatever like uh, what the fuck was that about like like they were still watching like they never stopped it's so weird watching these monkeys go at each other yeah, that was weird. But they, they they fuck. You know. She has no problem being the uh creepy rebound of her dead sister that she never knew about, but that's, that's She was okay. gonna kill herself like three days ago, so I guess things could get worse. Yeah, fair enough. But uh yeah, that there's a lot left hanging there, but it doesn't matter, guys. We have a cool uh everybody walk together uh segment in, in the movie with the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody walks together. In in on beat, um, the the music sucks for this ending. I'm sorry, you can fight me if you want, but um, they were actually walking to the tune of Uptown Girl because they didn't have the actual music ready yet. Same beat. Okay. Yeah, but 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 the the fucking end, guys. That and I I know that we ran through that quick because it honestly should have been three hours if I were to fully explain what the fuck was going on in this movie. But uh, that was Buckaroo. Uh, sorry, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. Shout out to uh, Opera Man, our homie, uh, husband of Liz from Nerdy Bitches. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for your patronage. We appreciate it. And this was an experience. It's <laughs> a fucking experience. Rando, mm. it's tally time, buddy. All right. Let's find out how many aliens got shot in the fucking chest, basically. <laughs> Let's get into our body count. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That body count. Uh, that body count. Random any savage. That has to be an astronomical number, dude. I don't think so. I only got 24. Oh, it was all aliens for the most part. And, all aliens, and yeah. Like two got two humans. Two humans and then like or three. Four humans. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then all aliens. God, what a crazy cast, dude. Jesus. Jesus. Alright, guys. It's time to talk about everybody's favorite subject. The nudity. 
Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just want to see a little feet. Just show me that booty. Just a little bit of titties. Right now, right now. Once again, guys, whopping zero. We got Not nothing. Four. We got nothing. Nothing. PG, isn't it a PG movie? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we've been going for a while. I think the last time we had duty was Hollow Man, and it, just, it wasn't pleasant. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll find a way to get it back in there. Yeah, it's just consensual nudity. Just once. Just consensual nudity. Um, all right, guys. Uh, Time to find out who our favorite character was in the entire film. Let's find out our Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. So mine was. Oh, mine was New Jersey. Yeah. 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 It's Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. In a in a in a backup role. I'm yeah, gonna give it to I'm, um only only because uh I, we gotta give everybody a shout out but like I gotta give it to uh Warfin. I gotta give it to uh, John Lithgow because mm. like I'd never seen him do a Italian accent ever in my life and he was just hamming it up he was just having a good time and like he's the best he's a national treasure this was a lot of like uh third rock from the sun for me yes. but I, I you know I, I didn't I didn't mind that show it just like it's crazy because he can play terrifying. He dude, like him and Dexter. Oh, no, yeah. God, he was terrifying. Oh yeah, I never thought I'd be scared of him. He was a little crazy in the movie Ricochet, but not on this level. Like he, that motherfucker can act, bro. God damn. Oh, why haven't him and John Goodman been in the movie together? That'd have been just like just just good white actors. The movie, just fuck it. Good don't don't even don't even sugarcoat it. Just Johns, <laughs> big Johns together. <laughs> Oscar Oscar nomination. Just call it that. Just yeah. Put him in put him put him both my in money, room. John. <laughs> right. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Uh oh yeah, it's final verdict time. Jesus Christ. Knee pads and slippers. What that means. If we truly enjoy this movie, we give it a maximum of two knee pads. Or we fall to the worst position, given the movie is just due. Or we think this is a big old dollop of ass. We give it a maximum of two hater slippers where we slide them on and leave leave people to uh Get ravaged when they're stuck halfway in a dimension. Don't pull mm-hmm. them out. Run already savage. Deep heads of slippers. Um. Yeah, I am oddly enjoyed this movie. Like all the way through, I laughed my balls off, and I'm kind of interested in the history and the lore of Buckaroo Banzai. And I like he is an interesting character that could live on in other things. And I'm like, all right. If I know that they were talking about doing a reboot of this. And I was like, "No, they should." I don't know. I don't even know if they want to do this. Like, but but they did. Now, they, they did comics. They did. Um, they actually put the sequels in comic form. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna go check those out and see how those work. But yeah, two knee pets. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I was originally gonna give this one knee pad, but the balls on these guys for pushing this through, even though the 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 you know the executives didn't know what the fuck to make out of this movie. The fact these dudes had the goddamn stones to just do some shit like this and just throw it out there and just see what sticks, even though they were fucked because uh, 
they didn't know uh, the the you know the executives didn't know how to market this. They took this movie and shipped it towards the uh, Star Trek, uh, the Trekkie convention fans. But they didn't realize that Search for Spock was coming out at the same time this movie was out, so they were fucked. Cause ouch, we, yeah, everybody want to know where the fuck Spock was at that time because he died in Wrath of Khan. And then um oh at the same time Ghostbusters also came out and the Good Indiana Jones came out. So this movie was fucked from the get go. Oh yeah, 1984. A lot of those, a lot of good movies came out that year. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. But they had the balls to put this out because this movie is like, it's eerily ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's 80s as fuck. It's 80s as fuck. There's a lot. There's, there's, like, I, I, have, I have to revisit this movie because it's, so, it's too much. There's too much. There's too much. And then you have just a gold mine of fucking uh, just amazing actors throughout this entire shit. Like, yeah, it, it's two knee pads. It's two fucking knee pads. Like, I, 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 was, I realized because it took, it took me a moment to realize at work that I was only mad at the movie because of how many times I had to stop and take notes. Because like an hour and 40 minute movie turned into like three and a half hours of just like. It did. I was like, oh, why is this movie taking forever? But like. It's like, oh, just because I keep having to stop, yeah, take notes, I, yeah. walk away, come back. And I was like, okay. Right. If I, if I didn't have to take notes, then it would have been like, oh, man, this is fucking crazy. But yeah, it was painful, note-taking-wise. Jesus. So you guys got the abridged version of what this fucking movie is. I highly implore you guys to watch this shit. But um, that's fucking it. That's the end of this goddamn episode, man. Uh, Randy, you got any uh, shout-outs or anything? Um, nope. Just stay safe. Stay clean, everybody. Yeah, God, no, please. I don't, I don't want to stay safe, stay clean to be our thing. But um, yeah, a heads up, guys. Comic Palooza was canceled, so we're not going to be doing that uh, until 2021. <laughs> so uh, in the meantime, we're going to be like, but the good news is we have been officially unshackled by any rules of, 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 of theater or anything. So we have carte blanche to do whatever the fuck we want for the duration until uh the theaters kick back up again guys so get ready for some random shit some heavy hitters it's going down because i know we already hit y'all with jesus christ vampire hunter and then we come at y'all with this it ain't over we're just doing random shit get ready buckle your goddamn seatbelts. um it's gonna be it's gonna be as much fun as we can be you know while being detained in our homes so on that note we will see you motherfuckers next week Stay tuned, stay safe, goodbye.